eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. Right on, baby. Yes, sir. Bears fans, this is Take the North. It's real simple. You know, if you take a person's legs away, they can't run. With your hosts, David Hawn. Are they setting people up for this unrealistic expectation that 2023, they're suddenly going to use that $100 million in cap space and all this draft capital they have? Voila! Playoff contender. And Dan Weeder. And you think suddenly that there are going to be 40 new players that are all difference makers. I just don't know what fantasy land that is. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Welcome to the Take the North podcast on your free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I am David Haw looking for Dan Weeder from the Chicago Tribune. Dan running. A few minutes late today, but we're going to start without him because we have plenty to get to. So if you listen to the Mully and Haw show every morning, weekdays on the score, 530 to 10, you know that we are waiting to see what's going to happen next with the Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers saga. So I wish Dan were here to help us figure out that out. But until we do, we have to, in the interest of time, get straight to the darkness cave where we think we might have located in Aaron Rodgers and take the North exclusive. So we are going straight to the darkness and we think that we have found number 12 is very, very dark in here. Very, very dingy. But I think that based on the smell, we may have an Aaron Rodgers sighting. Is that you, Aaron? Hello? Aaron. Who, who is, who is this? Is it, is this Pat? Is this AJ? This is the Take the North podcast. This is not the tank top wearing punter podcast. This is not Pat McAfee. This is not um, any of your former teammates at all. This is somebody from the city uh, where the team 
a football team you own partially uh, exists. This is David Hoff from the Take the North podcast looking for our podcast partner, Dan Weeder, who was sent looking for you, frankly, and he's not back yet. So we will, we will maybe, while we have you here, maybe ask you a few questions. How is it going and how long do you plan to spend in wherever you are, whatever cave? Man, I th- when you start, I thought this was Goot checking in on, on to see how I was doing. But, David, it's great to hear your voice. Uh, you know how much I love Chicago. And, and uh, I, I, I'm hoping that Adam Stadzinski, your producer, is nearby. I haven't seen Adam since he was uh, giving me the double bird at Soldier Field. In that uh, in that north end zone, or south end zone there, off that short drive. Allegedly, yeah. Stuff, that was, you were just called out by Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. How do you respond? I I am uh, not going to stand for that kind of accusation, Aaron. I don't I don't appreciate being being lied about. That's quite rude. You you of all people should know that that's not not the right thing to do. Hey, look, I, I all I know is I own you guys, and I and I appreciate you, and I respect everything you do. But I got to say, it's like day three and a half here in the in the darkness, and. I've had a lot of time to think, guys. I've had a lot of time to think. What what conclusions have you reached, Aaron? If you've reached any at all, except for maybe that you didn't bring enough uh, clothes because it it looks cold in there. Well, David, you're right. It, do, it I mean, it's cold and it it does smell horrendous in here. I mean, it's awful. But sometimes you can get your deepest introspection when you uh, activate your olfactory nerve. And so I, I'm trying to get that activated and see what kinds of thoughts come through and and where I might want to play. It's interesting. It's been weird in here, guys, because they're passing through food through this slot here and i don't always know what it is and yesterday it was a uh what i guess they called a turkey sandwich only it was a a vegan based turkey on a, a gluten-free bread that that tasted like a roof shingle but it was actually made of an herb found in the the dirt in tibet that's supposed to help you make decisions quicker so uh, i'm hoping by the time i get out of here also there was a little bit of a a mushroom based aioli on that sandwich uh that i guess may have some hallucinogenic powers because last night somehow I was in a, a lengthy roundtable conversation with uh, my great-grandmother, Ray Nitschke, and for some reason, Robert Sala. And uh, it, it, honestly, guys, incredibly, it was only Robert who was pushing me to keep playing in 2023. So so that was interesting. Well, it, can't, it sounds weird in there, Aaron, but it can't be any weirder than this is trying to interview you to get kind of some insight into what your next move may be. You mentioned Robert Sala. The Jets are a possibility. We hear people say the Packers don't want you anymore, Aaron. So, yeah, well, I mean, look, from your introspection. Yeah, I mean, look, like they're having a lot of conversations without me. I understand it's hard to get a hold of me these days, but it's really interesting the number of conversations they're having out without me in Green Bay that that I'm not able to be the main ringleader of. And so, uh, now just say, yeah, David and Studs, it's it's interesting. That's interesting. You know, when when people do that, uh, I don't know the questions from new york you know you got the woke mob trying to make judgments on you for whatever you do and, and i'm just in here in the darkness cave trying to figure things out and, aaron, and i just I, hope I, you're, I'm you're not judgmental i'm not going to put up with these kind of insults aaron this is not the kind of podcast i'm not going to yeah. tolerate any sort of uh insults so you can call us woke if you want but if we do so we're going to have to kind of just like let you go i mean i i just don't know well we can continue this conversation under these circumstances look, uh, you guys know me. Uh, I'm going to try to to be at my best at all times. Whether that's you said take the north. I mean, I would just remind you who you're trying to take the north from, and you're trying to take it from me and and Jonesy and Cobby and and obviously my my friend Big Dog, who's who's one of my my favorites. You got to love Big Dog. And uh, you know, I, I'll tell you the guys this: they did drop in and knock off iPad on Sunday afternoon, so I was able to watch John Rom 
uh, for 30 minutes win the Genesis Invitational, which was interesting. And, uh, you know, I thought maybe that might lead me west. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe Las Vegas. Who, who, who knows what's out there? But I got a lot of decisions to make, guys, and it's interesting. Uh, and you know how, how it is. It's just interesting. Everything's really interesting. And I'm just trying to make some decisions. And I hope you guys find Dan. Uh, I don't know where he went. One of my favorite writers in Chicago, without question. Aaron, Aaron uh, you have ceased to be interesting. So we're going to go look for Dan, okay? Yeah, well, because you said interesting 47 times. Yeah, and, no, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. okay. It might so, be interesting. Look, look, you are no longer of any interest to anybody in Chicago. Bye-bye. Once See you. Good luck in the cave. Good luck in the cave. All right. And we found Dania Adam Sadzinski. Where in the heck is Dan Weeder? Where in the know. world you know, is we, Dan Weeder? We we gave him the time, right? We both agreed on the time, and we all we all said that yeah, ten ten fifteen is when we're gonna do this. Oh, here he is! Here he is! Where? We found him. Where is he? Is he fired? Oh, geez, hey, Dan. fellas, what's up? You don't. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, uh, you missed. You're not gonna oh. believe. You're not gonna. What, what I miss? Life on. with kids. You know, it's 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 chaotic with kids, and I was a little bit late this morning. What did I miss? Anything? We found Aaron Rodgers. Where? In the cave with Wi Fi. Who knew? Who knew? (laughs) Did he have a decision? He he had no decision. He claimed that everything was very interesting, but I think we have a lot of evidence to the contrary. So, no decision? (laughs) At least five and a half minutes worth. (laughs) There was no decision, man. I thought we had a LeBron James exclusive here on Take the North, and you guys are telling me there was nothing there? There was nothing there. There was nothing there except for some oh, weird details about what he ate and what he dreamt and really things like when Aaron Rodgers speaks, I kind of tune it out anyway because nothing that convinced me he wasn't anything other than a football diva still. I love that dude. And I like you guys know me. I love the theater that he brings to the, to the North, which the Bears are obviously trying to take. Hence the name, Take the North. And so I'd love to see Rodgers here. I know most of Chicago would prefer to see him uh, somewhere else. So maybe uh, he'll have a decision soon when he comes out of that cave. But I, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to you guys that I missed that. Yeah. Well, no, be not any more sorry than I am right now. <laughs> So we're going to reset there, Dan. Let's just recap. uh, Well, we don't have to recap the interview because that will speak to stuff. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. We are going to focus on some actual, tangible, Bears-related, take-the-north-pod-related football conversation because today's Tag Day. Tag, you're it. And we can move on from life in the cave to the offseason that is the most interesting, interesting in Bears' recent history or memory. And I think today, Dan, you know, we talked on NBC's uh, Sports Chicago, Football Night in Chicago. On Monday night, you were my guest and I was the host, and we discussed in a condensed version what we're going to talk about today because there are some players out there 
if teams apply the franchise tag will affect whether or not the Bears can pursue them in free agency. And I think the first name on every list in terms of <laughs> What they're going to do is Orlando Brown Jr., the left tackle of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I, well, first of all, David, as you know, the, the opening of the tag window is not as important as the closing of the tag window, which will come March 7th. And that's important to note because next week we're going to roll down to Indianapolis and there's going to be a lot of activity at the scouting combine, which gives general managers across the league a chance to talk to each other. It gives agents a chance to talk to general managers. You get a much better idea of the free agency landscape and what might be available, what might not be available. And then obviously those tag discussions escalate and they heat up. I think the sentiment out of Kansas City right now is that it would be really, really difficult to see Orlando Brown getting away from the Chiefs. They understand from what they went through a few years ago in the Super Bowl when they got beat up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that you need to have a sturdy offensive line in front of Patrick Mahomes to make sure that he's at his championship best, which he obviously was this last season. And so I think they're going to make every effort to keep Orlando Brown there with the tag as an option to buy them time to negotiate something bigger. So that's an interesting name to keep an eye on. But as you said, right, like that's that's a position that the Bears need to be actively involved in in um, trying to fortify an upgrade if possible. But they may have to, uh, to to look deeper than the top line of that that offensive tackle list. Well, the Chiefs negotiated with Orlando Brown Jr. in the offseason, tried to get a long term deal six years, I think one hundred and thirty nine million dollars. Not enough in guarantees for him. So he came back. They could tag him again. It would cost them even more this time around around twenty million dollars. It might be money well spent at the same time. You might alienate a player that would buy them some time. Dan, I also think you have to factor in, if you're looking at this from the Bears' perspective, Ryan Poles probably values Chiefs linemen more than any other teams, right? Because he came from there, and you may know how they're developed, how, whatever the case. Andrew Wiley, the right tackle, is also out of contract, so he could be on the open market. No, he's not Andrew Brown, or I'm sorry, he's not Orlando Brown Jr., but you also have a guy that – could be a capable starter potentially. Do you think that is, is, is somebody as a domino effect could be someone that the Bears keep an eye on? Well, yeah, I mean, listen, one of the things that you and I have talked about consistently now since the season ended is the need for the Bears to build from the ball on out to make sure that they find some sturdiness in the trenches. Offensive line first, defensive line second, defensive line first, offensive line second, whichever way you want to order those. I think there's a consensus building that that's where this team needs to go first to make sure that they fortify a team inside and then figure out where to go from there. So right now, when you go down the Bears depth chart, when you go down their roster, there are very few players that you lock in and say, this guy is untouchable. This guy is safe. This guy is untouchable. Think of when, when I asked Ryan Poles the question in January to name the players other than Justin Fields that he viewed as potential blue chippers, and he, he gave us one name, and it was Cole Komet. And so through that lens, you see that Ryan Poles is going to be going down this roster, and any opportunity he gets to say, yeah, this guy's an upgrade over what we currently have in-house, he has the flexibility this year with not only the money he has to spend, but not also not weighed down by a bunch of long-term contracts that he can't get out from under. And so this is going to be the, the year of maximum flexibility for Ryan in that role. And so any of these guys that pop up as, as potential options to start for you, you kick the tires on it, you figure out if you can get something done, and, and then you try to go from there. Orlando Brown Jr. to me would be the number one priority if he is a free agent. If he isn't, though I think your attention and focus shifts to the other side of the ball, which brings us to the second name on the list, which I think would be the biggest one, 
Deron Payne from Washington, the commander's defensive tackle, breakout season. And if you're the Bears, you have tons of need on the defensive front. It, it's somebody who would be expensive but worth the investment if you're the Bears and can spend more than any other team can. I just don't know if the commanders, who have a lot of other defensive linemen to pay, who have a lot of other needs that exist, I wonder what their thought process is. Yeah, so obviously the commanders rolled into Soldier Field in October, and they showed you what one of those top-tier defensive line looks like with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and Chase Young and Montez Sweat and all these guys that are difference makers on the defensive line. Well, now you've got to figure out how to allocate resources, and do you want to uh, pay a guy like Deron Payne what he's worth do you want to buy yourself another year to to cross that bridge? There was a sentiment a couple months ago, David, that, that Deron Payne was a, a, a shoe-in to at least get the franchise tag in Washington. Recent weeks, I've heard less and less of that, and, and th- there seems to be more of an opening for the idea that Deron Payne could be on the open market. If he gets to the open market, Ryan Poles better have his checkbook out, and he better be knocking on that door as frequently as he can because this is the exact kind of interior disruptive game record that you want to start building everything that you want to build. You remember a year ago, they they, they tried to sign uh, uh, Larry Ogunjobi as, as, as the guy who was going to be uh, sort of that, that catalyst of everything they wanted to do defensively. It fell through. There were physical issues there that allowed that deal. Uh, you know, the Bears ultimately reneged and, and, and Ogunjobi went to, to Pittsburgh. Uh, Deron Payne it, it gives you an opportunity to, to, to take that swing again and try to connect in a way that would be very significant for your defense. I would applaud it. I would even recommend it. I, w- I will put pressure on them to do it. But I also think that I would I do that understanding that Deron Payne kind of represents the stereotypical free agent that you're going to overpay. You know you're going to overpay him. You budget money to overpay him. But you know that he basically is, is a risky investment because how does he – handle the money that he will come into how does he handle being paid and does he still have this, the same hunger that might have driven him last year there's all kinds of classic examples of what i'm talking about but i would i would be simultaneously applauding the bears for making that move while worrying that boy do they are they going to get a return on that investment does that make well, sense so it- no, it absolutely makes sense. And it's maybe this is the perfect time for me to issue my annual warning about what free agency is. I think it was Ryan Pace who always described it as a minefield. And, and you're trying to get through that minefield without a mind, you know, stepping on one that, that, that sends you in a direction you don't want to go. And like I've always classified it as, as a, a, free, a flea market or a garage sale. Right. You're going to be able to find some really, really good bargains. You're going to be able to find some really hidden finds. But this is the free agency is free agency for a reason. It's because guys got away from the team that had them under contract for various reasons. And it's, you know, the batting average is never really high. Rich Campbell and I used to have an exercise we did every year just to remind ourselves of this was going back three or four years, three and four years and looking at the top 100 lists of free agent classes from, you know, in this case, it would go, go back to 2020 and 2019 and go, go find your top 100 free agent lists and then see how those guys panned out. And you go, Oh, this is what free agency is. And so all of these guys are, are absolutely going to have an asterisk and some fine print below them that you better read and you better understand. Deron Payne is no different, but certainly if you're looking to make a big splash, which the bears, I think hopefully are in an off season where everyone has celebrated the amount of opportunity they have, this is the type of swing you take. 
See, now that's a good idea of getting the list from four years ago. Maybe that's our next pod. Maybe that's the way we can open our next podcast with one of these ideas people won't scoff at. <laughs> uh, possibly get behind, perhaps. Because, yeah, you, you're right. You go back three, four years, and you're like, okay, they paid that for him? Really? Right. right. And and you look, I mean, you can look in-house at Hallis Hall for examples of those types of things. There's, there's free agent signings, the Antrell Rolls and Eddie Royals of the world, the Lamar Houston's all, you know, uh, you know, Bobby Massey, you know, you get, you, you obviously get your, your, your hits, your Trevathan's, your Akeem yeah. Hicks, your Allen Robinson's, those guys come around every once in a while, but there's many more guys where to your point, you're going to overspend for them. You're going to try to fill a need and you're going to, you know, have to try if you're Ryan Poles to retain that word that we've talked about now for a month plus. Plus, discipline, right? Discipline, discipline, discipline. I lose all discipline when talking about our next guy, Saquon Barkley. You do. You're not, you're not shopping at the flea market. You're not shopping at a garage sale. You are cruising down the magnificent mile, and you're looking in at all the designer uh, you know, windows behind there, and you're walking in, and you're seeing the luxury items. He is a luxury item. I acknowledge <laughs> that. You're going to overpay for Saquon Barkley. But I do wonder, do you think, before we get to some conversations, we had on the Mullion Hall show with Mike Florio. Before we get there, Dan, when you hear Saquon Barkley and New York Giants and franchise tag, <laughs> do you think they will use the franchise tag because they could keep them, secure that for $10 million, or they can let them try to hit the open market where it would keep it would cost them maybe 16 to keep them there? First of all, I understand why you always need a cold wash rag to cool yourself off when you start talking about Saquon Barkley, because at his best, he is what he was in 2022. And that's a guy that can change games with one handoff or one pitch or one screen pass, whatever it may be. Game changing talent and a guy that if you were able to pair with a, a difference making running quarterback like Justin Fields, I understand all of the intrigue and excitement. The Giants have a situation here, David, where they're trying to get a couple things done at once. You have a quarterback that you're trying to sign to a long term extension in Daniel Jones. If you can get yourself to a place in the next two weeks where you feel comfortable that that extension is going to get done, then you don't have to keep that franchise tag in your back pocket for Saquon Barkley. If you use the, the, the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, it prevents him from hitting the open market. And now if you're the Giants, you can either keep him for another year. You can either use the franchise tag to buy yourself more time to negotiate. And at the very least, you don't lose him for nothing. You can, you can use him as a trade piece, right? As a guy that you could tag and trade you tag and trade possibility get some draft capital back and so it just seems really unlikely from from folks i've talked to that are more connected to that situation in new york than i am that he's going to just walk into the open market and be available a lot of this hinges though on what's happening with daniel jones so there's there's two parts in this machine in new york uh that joe shane and brian dable have to work through to get going uh if saquon barkley is an option for the bears you at least uh consider it but i i've told you now for weeks that i think their best option is either signing David Montgomery back at a, a team-friendly price or using the draft to find a, a speed, speed, speed guy that can complement <sighs> Khalil Herbert. <laughs> Those sound like boring options to me. I know you're right. Probably sensible. Yeah, maybe smart. But right now, while it's still a possibility, even that sliver of hope, I if you had Saquon Barkley behind Justin Fields, they have two of the most explosive running backs in the NFC. They have a video game backfield. I love all the possibilities, and I know that it's not a premium position, and I will accept all of that. But I don't know that you can not consider that possibility because it's too tantalizing for me to ignore. So I guess I'll still continue to talk about it until we can't. But I did bring it up with Mike Florio on the Mullion Haw Show from ProFootballTalk.com, and I asked him just about that possibility of having – 
Saquon Barkley, and then Giants use a franchise tag on him. There was a lot of momentum moving toward the Giants getting Daniel Jones signed to a long-term contract, and then they'd have the tag available for Saquon Barkley because every team has one tag every year, either franchise or transition, one of each. And all the transition tag does is give you a right to match an offer sheet that another team would sign a player to with no entitlement to compensation whatsoever. Once Daniel Jones changed agents, and once we learned that it was because he wants more than his prior agents were able to get him, and once we learned that it's now likely he's going to be tagged, that means Saquon Barkley either signs a long-term deal with the Giants or hits the open market, which means that next week in Indy, his agents will be meeting with teams. They'll know what's behind door number one from the Giants, behind door number two from other interested teams, and he'll be able to make a, a decision, a rough decision, on what's going to be out there and which direction he's going to go. And it could be the Giants offer him more than anyone else or that it's sufficiently close that he just wants to stay where he's been for his whole career and benefit from the, the profile of playing in the New York market, not wanting to change teams and go through that transition. But if they're not going to tag him, and again, the window closes two weeks from today, and if Daniel Jones is going to be the one to get it, then Barkley's going to be available to anybody who wants to sign him with a lot of other free agent running backs and a lot of guys who come out of the draft every single year who have full tread on the tires and who, as we've seen time and again, if you block for them, if you trust them to hold on to the football, and if you can rely on them when it comes to protecting the quarterback on a blitz situation, you can find running backs at low cost who can do the job. And that's what holds down the veteran free agent running back market. So it's going to be fascinating. But the Jones situation changes everything for Barkley. That's Mike Florio. I understand what he's saying. I understand the value of the running back is open for interpretation depending on what your roster looks like and what your executives think. But I still think Saquon Barkley is different than your stereotypical you know, cookie-cutter running back. He's just different. He's special. He's special. No question. And he, and he costs special money at a time when you're trying to rebuild an entire football team and you're not one running back away from competing for the biggest prize in football. I would just tell you to, to hold off on framing that photoshopped Bears jersey Saquon Barkley poster that you had made last week. Like You can keep it to the side, but just don't frame it yet. It's not time to put that up. Uh, and we can put that in the Hall of Fame with all the other photoshopped Bears jerseys uh, of free agents that, that probably won't come here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to frame the, the photo that I took, the screenshot of the, our interview in the cave. So I'm going to put that next to my Saquon Barkley uh, photo. in a bear That was an exclusive. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's probably the Hall, hall of Fame for a t- to take the North exclusive it, interview. It is in the Hall of Fame. It is definitely <laughs> the Hall of Fame. All right, moving on from Saquon Barkley and other nonsense. So the other name that on the list is, is maybe more attainable, less expensive, Dan, but I think when you talk about – Raymond Jones, the defensive tackle for the Denver Broncos. Not sure what they're thinking in Denver. They don't even have a defensive coordinator yet. They're talking to Rex Ryan. Very interesting there because of the scheme change potentially and some other factors in play. But is Draymond Jones a name that you think we should keep an eye on and why if you're a Bears fan? Well, look, I mean, the tag for Draymond Jones would be close to $19 million. It's a hefty price to pay. Uh that may happen, right? He may be tagged. And, and, and again, the, the tag is something that buys you either a year <laughs> or uh, several months to, to negotiate a longer term extension, depending on what your long term plans are for your football team. The Bears are in a p- position right now where they cannot be 
choosy. Anybody that hits the market that has proven playmaking ability, particularly guys on the interior of a defensive line or on you know a defensive front, you have to look at them. You have to consider them. You have to figure out what the asking price is and whether it fits into your big picture plans because the Bears could not stop the run last year and they couldn't rush the passer, right? And so you have to find guys that have proven ability to do one or both of those things. Draymond Jones fits that bill. Uh, this is why I say that when we get to Indianapolis in less than a week, Ryan Poles may be entering a stretch of you know 70 days where he's going to be the busiest man in the NFL because he has so many holes to fill, so many people to talk to, so many possibilities to consider, so many hypotheticals to to, to bounce around with his in-house staff. There is so much work for him to get done. I know he's excited and, and, and energized by it, but goodness gracious, every single name is something that the Bears have to consider because they're a 3-14 and 14 football team that is worlds away from competing for anything meaningful, and they have to find guys that can help them compete for things that are meaningful. The last name I'd want you to consider or at least address in terms of availability and fit be a guy that I just like to watch play, even though I wouldn't want to play against him. He's an easy guy to dislike, but C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the (laughs) Eagles' safety, converted cornerback, can play nickel, can do a lot of things. And the one thing he's going to guarantee is that you're going to have a tougher football team because he'll hit you in the next week. And he's aggressive and he talks a lot. And I think that when you talk about the Eagles, they have – said on the record that they wanted to work out a long-term deal with him. They gave up a lot to get him to contribute to their NFC championship team. But you never know until it happens, Dan. What do you think the likelihood is of him hitting the open market and and what he might command in, in the way of interest? Well, listen, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a guy best known in Chicago as the defensive back who got Javon Wims and Anthony Miller kicked out of separate football games in 2020. And so you've got a guy who obviously has um, – some agitating skills <laughs> that he likes to use. As you said, he'll hit you in the next week, and then he'll tell you that he hit you in the next week, and then he'll tell you how weak you were for not responding to how hard he hit you in the next week. And so you've got this guy that brings an edge to your football team. I think the most likely landing spot for C.J. Gardner-Johnson is right where he's standing right now in Philadelphia, where he was able to uh, play in a Super Bowl this year and has, has brought an edge to that defense. But, uh, look, you, you've got a, a situation in Chicago where you've got a, a young hit heavy safety in Jaquan Brisker had a really good start to last year paired alongside Eddie Jackson, who who probably has one more year in a Bears uniform before they have to figure out what direction that whole thing goes. And so right now, I think, you, you know, C.J. Gardner Johnson is probably a back burner guy. Um, you have to figure out whether he fits culture wise with you and whether you can take on some of that personality, we'll call it, and some of that uh, that that uh, <laughs> irritability that he brings out in others uh, that because that 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 translates to teammates as well. He had issues in New Orleans where I think Michael Thomas uh, was, was the one who, who, who got in a, a, an in-practice fight with them. Um, intriguing name, for sure. I mean, the guy can play. The guy can play the game. And then and then obviously I think he's just going to wind up back with the Eagles. I will right, we'll zoom out to big picture question about that posi- position specifically because he can play the nickel. And I wonder if yeah. this offseason, if we'll see the Bears, you know, they'll have some options because I think Kyler Gordon – yeah, looking at his rookie season, it was up and down. He stabilized near the end. But I do wonder if playing two different roles at the nickel and then outside limited his ability to master either. And I think that's always a danger with a young player. And I wonder if they got the right nickel back, if they could concentrate, have him concentrate on the outside or vice versa, if they were finding, well, able to find or draft 
a, a cornerback to develop that they really like. Maybe he moves in and is your full-time nickel because that guy is like a 12th starter. Yeah, look, like I think the vice versa scenario that you just alluded to there is intriguing to me because they love Kyler Gordon's instincts inside. And one of the reasons that he put so much on his plate as a rookie in 2022 is because they saw he could handle a lot inside. That nickel position is not easy to play in the 2023 version of the NFL. You have to have a lot of uh, agility and vision and instincts and all of these playmaking skills that, that go into to mastering that position. And Kyler Gordon has a, uh, the potential inside, in my opinion, to be one of the game's best there. Now, in order to move him inside, I don't think that's why they drafted him. But you right. have to, you better you better be able to find a combination, right, of three starters uh, at corner that, that, that can give you that wiggle room, that flexibility. And if you can find another outside guy that says, hey, master this role inside, then maybe, maybe you can play around with that. It's going to be inter- interesting to see what the Bears view uh, Kyler Gordon has and what their vision is for him in year two and beyond. And that's something that we can, uh, um, you know, fish around on a little bit next week. You know, Tuesday uh, of next week will be the day that we get on record conversation with both Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. We aren't going to learn a ton from that, but you always, as you know, the combine press conferences are, are ones where you better have your read between the lines glasses on because there's going to be a lot of that game being played in Indianapolis. Do you think Kyler Gordon's physical enough to be a full-time nickel inside cornerback? Because that's the one area I did wonder about at times during his rookie season. Coverage-wise, those things will develop. I think he'd get better athletically. I think you like that and value that more at, at the outside cornerback position where he also would make a lot more money throughout the course of his career. So he's probably got that in the back of his mind or his agent does. I just yeah. wonder too, Dan, is he physical enough to play inside all the time? So there's there's two different words here. I do think he's physical enough. The question would be, is he durable enough? to be able to take some of the punishment that goes on inside. Obviously, he missed a stretch of games uh, late in the year after he suffered a concussion. That was, I think, tackling Marcus Mariota near the goal line in Atlanta. So that wasn't any sort of bang-bang. You know, you ran into a tight end or you were trying to take a running back down and you got hit in, in uh, the chaos there. Uh, that would be a question I'd have because Kyler Gordon was banged up throughout his rookie year and, and he's got to figure out a way to to be available and durable for the long haul. And you put uh, a guy inside like that and they're going to take more punishment. They're going to take on uh, more contact and going to have to figure out a way to, to withstand all of it. All right. So this is uh, the list of guys that I had in my mind in terms of guys whose name you might see franchise tagged and how they respect the open market. Anybody that we're leaving out of notable uh, interest and, and might be somebody that the Bears should keep an eye on. Well, so uh, the, for, th- this goes back to the running back position. And we, we've talked for a while about how um, stacked that market is. And I don't see Tony Pollard getting out of Dallas. But Tony Pollard is kind of the example of a guy who came in in a, in a secondary role and then exploded onto the scene as a every week game changer when he had his opportunities. And so it's just something to you know keep an eye on. The guy was super productive in 2022, but it also tells you, look, the Cowboys signed Ezekiel Elliott to a massive deal. And then by the end of 2022, Tony Pollard was the guy that was giving them more juice in their offense. And so you got to play these things around. But it, like one of the words that we've talked about Speed, 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 speed. It's a priority for Ryan Poles. It's a priority for Matt Eberflus. I think at every position you want to find guys that bring that element of speed. A guy that at least keep on the radar again. I don't know where he's going to wind up, but uh, certainly an intriguing possibility. One shelf below uh, Saquon Barkley, who gives you all those uh, fever dreams at night that that make you really excited. Well, he's not the only running back (laughs) out there, but he's the guy that I would probably, you know, David Montgomery is is somebody they probably – 
believe in. They know they they know what they're getting, but I, I don't know that he moves the needle. So somebody who moves the needle. Before we move off Montgomery, uh, this was floated to me. This is by uh, from somebody that that is not affiliated with the Bears, so it's all outside speculation. But there was the idea that the Bears could potentially be intrigued by keeping the tag in their back pocket for David Montgomery. I don't see that happening. I don't think that Ryan Pohl sees it happening, but it would be a tool. It would cost you $10 million, right, for, for the 2023 season, which is a lot to pay, and it's over the value of what you could likely sign Montgomery for on a, on a longer-term extension. But you do have that money in 2022. And so it would, if you feel like, okay, we're not going to be able to get another free agent back that we love, we're not going to be able to get someone in the draft that we think can start right away, and we love the way Ryan Poles has expressed about Dave Montgomery, what he brings as a leader, as a tone setter, as a culture setter, as a guy who can help you build those championship building blocks. It's something to consider. Again, I don't see it as a realistic possibility. I don't think they see it inside at Hells Hall, but I was interested to hear someone else in the league reference that as, Hey, don't, don't rule this out because it, it is something that would be under consideration if they felt like they wanted to use it. Something worth considering. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so moving on from the franchise tag because teams have two weeks to make these determinations. Tuesday is just the beginning of that window opening. A couple other quick notes before we get out of here, Dan. I want to get your thoughts on Al-Kadeen Muhammad cut by the Bears, the savings of $4 million on the salary cap. He had one sack last year. He was brought over from Indy to help let people know what the expectation level was. He played for Matt Eberflus before, and so he was a culture guy. Now he's gone. What does it mean? Well, listen, Matt Eberflus spoke highly of him when the Bears signed him and thought that he was going to be a guy that that knew how the hits principle was supposed to be applied to practice and drills and everything they do on the field and loafs and all the other things that, that go into playing football for Matt Eberflus. And he was supposed to be a teacher of that. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. I know there were points in November and December where I turned over to Brad Biggs and press box on game days and said, when's the last time we heard Al-Kadeen Muhammad's name called in an impactful way? The number of impact plays that guy made over the entire season he was with the Chicago Bears, you could count on one hand. You said one sack. I don't know how much else there was. There may have been a fumble recovery somewhere in there uh, and maybe a tackle for loss somewhere along the way. But you need guys that can change games and not just guys that can show you how to do drills. And so this is the bridge that the Bears have to cross. The the the, the systems are in place. The philosophy is established. I think they thought that Al-Kadeen Muhammad was a player that was ascending and they could get more out of him. Obviously, it didn't happen. And now they flipped the page. 
Bears linebacker coach Dave Borgonzi interviewed to be the defensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals. They went a different direction. Borgonzi returns to the Bears. Surprised he got a look, or is that just a, a compliment to, or a testament to him having connections out there? Yeah, I mean, that's the league, right? Like, people talk to a lot of different people, and, and you get opportunities. I mean, he's a good coach. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of optimism inside the building that that being able to turn the page so quickly and impressively from Roquan Smith to remixing your linebacking core and then bringing out the best in Jack Sanborn for a month was encouraging, but you know, it, it is what it is. And then these types of things will go on all the time and uh, you know, we'll see what's next. Anything else that we've overlooked in our exploration of the franchise tag names of the cave and, and uh, well, yeah, I, I would I just say this like next week in India, like I'm really excited for it because it's not just hearing from, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, it's not just kind of roaming the hallways and running into people and hearing the chatter. Like these other coaches and general managers are going to get up and speak publicly about players. And we're going to be able to learn about the Cincinnati Bengals and what they plan to do with T Higgins, right? Like we're going to be able to learn about the chiefs and Orlando Brown. We're going to be able to learn a lot about a long list. You and I could put together a, a huge big board right now of guys who could potentially be great fits for the bears, either in free agency in the draft. And we're going to learn a lot about those people next week in Indy. So uh, it's going to be a really eventful, you know, week down there. And we're going to have it by the, by the time I, I get back on I 65 and head back, we're going to have notebooks fill uh, full of stuff to, to talk about and consider because it will be a, a point in the NFL calendar, particularly for the Bears, where there will be an advancement uh, in storylines. I kind of like that idea, though, of having a big board and coming up with the top five names if you had a wish list of guys who you think if your offseason went according to the Dan Wiederer plan or the take the North plan, however you want to phrase it, how would it go? And what would those five names look like? Because I think that's what you want. You want five impact guys. You'd like to have more, but realistically you would start with five. You're saying five free agency and draft combined. Well, you just, you just re reference like, okay, T Higgins, he would have to come via trade. He yeah. would have to come um, as a, as a, as a deal, Ryan Poles pulls off. We talk about the guys on the restricted free agency, or the, I'm sorry, the franchise tag list, they would have to be unrestricted free agents perhaps. So I think a mix, and then you're going to draft somebody in the yeah. first round. So if you had to come up with the top five or six names of your bears off season wish list, what would that look like? That's probably, would they rank. That's probably a great podcast exercise for that bridge between the end of the combine and the start of free agency, where the bears are going to be doing just that behind the walls at Hell's hall and trying to figure out, okay, it's go time, right? Like what's plan a, what's plan B, what's plan C and how do we do this whole choose your adventure game that we've got to go through, go through the list on. Let's remember that one. And we'll choose our adventure and maybe we can do it in a cave. We can do it something like that. Well, listen, like I, I before we get done with this episode, I think, we have to credit Adam Stadzinski. We've, we've credited him all year long for the behind the scenes work he does, but let's do it publicly in terms of him being able to find his way to that cave last week to be able to get audio in there and then, and then to be able to connect with Aaron at a time when, when the podcast was live. That, again, I'm really, really sorry that I missed it. I'm sorry that, you know, the kid drop offs this morning were a little bit uh, hectic for me, but it sounded like yeah. it was uh, an enjoyable time with Aaron and, and Studs deserves credit for setting yeah, that it up. It was definitely memorable. And I will definitely give Adam Sadzinski all of the credit for executing that, for thinking of that. Yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. That. Yeah, I give Studs <laughs> all of the credit for, and that's all his responsibility. That's all I'm going to say. Is yeah. That it was all Studs all the time. No, no, I don't, I don't disagree with any part of that. 
All right. So uh, if we don't have anything else, I think it's a good way to wrap it up. We've talked about the franchise tag. We've talked about the Bears limited moves so far this offseason. And it will only get more interesting because the combine's right around the corner. And then you're going to have free agency after that. And it's all you're going to have a few mock drafts to mock along the way. So we'll wrap it up here on the Take the North podcast on your free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You can watch us on 670 The Score dot com on the youtube page and you want to do that this week especially on this episode or you can find us on the odyssey youtube page so we will be back in a few days at the end of the week dropping another episode depending on what goes on this week at hell's home i always enjoy talking ball with you uh when we log off make sure to send me that rogers audio i'll try to comb through it and see if there's anything in there i will do that it will be enlightening in a way so for dan weeder Fran Epstazinski, from the cave dwellers everywhere. I'm David Hoff on the Mullion Haw Show. Thanks for listening to the Take the North podcast. <laughs> Great talk. See you out there.